Back in September of this year, Colin Kingsmill and I had a really, really interesting, fascinating actually, and I learned so much, conversation about all things fear and how to master fear in your world, both professionally and personally. We explored so many different topics and so many ways of becoming a little more mindful, a little more conscious of the world around you and kind of how to then go within to explore the way you will then adapt and react to the world. And we thought we should hatch a little plan here right at the very, very end of 2023 to come back together and kind of just continue the conversation and just really explore how we can take this into next year. So welcome back, Colin. Hey, it's so good to be here. I'm super excited. And um, yeah, it's great to be back. I didn't want to end our last conversation. So this feels um, this feels like a perfect um, continuation of it. Um, let's hope uh, Let's hope I can meet your standards <laughs> this time around. Too. Well, you certainly <laughs> did the last time, and I got a lot of a lot of feedback. I mean, this this was why one of the reasons, obviously, the topic we're talking about mm. uh, or will talk about is is so poignant for this time yep. of uh, of the yep. year. It really is. It's really critical, I think, for lots of people to reflect and then kind of you know project into next year how they're going to do things. But but the, the feedback I had before was that my goodness, doesn't Colin really talk sense? It was kind of just a sense I think people were getting that we don't have to complicate this stuff and that was the real kind of takeaway for me yep. was you know we, we, we talked to lots of people we read lots of books we listen to lots of podcasts where it is complicated there's lots of science behind this stuff it's heavily researched it's all kind of evidence and data backed but sure. I think the thing that I think people were getting from you Colin was that mm. yeah but we can still keep this real we can keep it really quite simple and just yep. demystify things so mm. I'm hoping we can kind of, as you say, continue that level sure. of conversation because it just felt so powerful. And I think, you know, both you and I felt that at the time was that we were tapping into things that are so poignant for so many people. I mean, in, mm. in the last few months, have you, have you seen kind of things change? I mean, we've come to the end of a really hectic, chaotic, I guess you could call it, year. Yep. I mean, how's that kind of played out for you and uh, your clients and the people you're connected to? Yeah, I don't think it's... Um... I don't think it's gotten any better, you know, given given what is going on in the world around us. I think I think some of the, the some of the, the the challenges that are happening globally are uh, are affecting people even more than when you and I spoke uh, last last uh, last last September, and um, in a negative way, right? Obviously, and one of the things that one of the I actually had a pivot moment with uh, with a colleague about this about this very topic because um, that 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 person was feeling quite distressed about about what is going on in the world and the news and and uh, feeling really helpless actually you know so so not only are we having to deal with our own you know selves and our and our and what's going on in our head and our stories and and our work environments that could be challenging the global context has gotten even more challenging since you and i spoke last and uh what i was saying to her was you know the the and it, it goes back to that first thing that i think i spoke to you about is turn off the news and get informed right um because there is so much fear mongering out there or not not necessarily intentional but you 
you know, you simply turn on the news or you go onto social media or you go onto X or you go onto whatever channel you prefer to get your, to get in, you know, your, your, your stuff. And there's a lot going on and there's a lot that that's negative. So I was saying to her, you know, turn it all off, right? First of all, if you are really, um, intent on understanding the subject more than get informed, you know, get, dive into the history books, dive into the geopolitics, dive in and understand what's really going on over and above the clickbait that, uh, that you might see on the news or on socials. But, um, and, and I said, I said to her, you know, the, the, notwithstanding everything that the world is going through, that you're going through and maybe your teams and your leadership teams or your groups or your company, you know, you've got to start internally at home with your own ecosystem, right? If you want to save the world or change the world, it's got to start right here, I think. And that really resonated with her. And I said, you know, there's people down the street from you that are suffering, right? Um, you know, and uh, there's all sorts of places in Canada where people are challenged financially, challenged with home-wise, challenged, challenged with addiction and things like that. So I was saying, bring it home, you know, bring that challenge, uh, the, 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 those challenges home. But that's really what I've seen in the last few months is it's kind of gotten worse. It feels as though, feels as though we have to really break before we can come into a greater um, sense of humanity. And, and um, my more spiritual friends are saying, well, we are entering the age of Aquarius, right? So um, be positive, <laughs> but uh, not easy, right? Mm. Not easy. Is it, is it do you think? Yeah, because the way you've described that is, it feels that to do those deep dives, you've almost got to kind of create the time to be able to do it. So we're all super busy. We've all got stuff coming at us from all different directions, professionally and personally. And even though we're going through kind of holiday season and looking into kind of next year right now, one of the things I think for me that is is quite poignantly coming through here is the fact that if we try to do these deep dives and you know really kind of educate ourselves on some of these things then we almost have to do it with fewer things because a lot of us are kind of taking that surface level view aren't we of a multitude of things and it's really hard because well as Sonia my wife talks about she just sort of describes it there's a big soup it just it's mm -hmm. so many different flavors of things it's all kind of moving around it's very very fluid and it's almost like you can't grasp anything if you take that surface kind of social yeah. media style level so are you, are you kind of sort of hinting here that you know to do well less is more so so to do fewer things mm -hmm. really kind of hone in on really what you feel is is important maybe more valuable to you or those around you and really educate and upskill in those things rather than just trying to do everything because that feels as though it's adding more stress to the whole thing i completely agree with you and i think it is adding more stress and i think um you know, less is more. I mean, that's a, it's an old adage, right? We've heard it. We've heard, at least you and I have heard it all of our lives. Um, but I think it's kind of mission critical today, right? Because, because there is, there is so much out there, like, you know, there's so many ingredients in that soup, right? That, that you could end up really making a bad soup or eating a bad soup if you're all, if you are consuming all of it, Right. And um, how is that serving you, right? Um, I would rather have an in-depth conversation on one subject, right, 
whether it's climate change or conflict or immigration, whatever you want, right? But let's dive deep into it and have a real conversation, something that's substantive, something that has depth to it, something that we can then maybe have a dialogue or debate over. We don't necessarily have to agree, but but I don't know. It just feels as though it feels as though if we're just being, you know, like you said, too busy and taking everything that comes at us, right? It, you might as well be in a candy store then, right? It's just like the candy store of ideas and, but, you know, the sugar rush and the dopamine end pretty quickly after you have the candy, right? So do you want to have some candy or do you want to have some roast beef or whatever, if you're vegan, have something different, but, but, you know, like, I don't know. I, I do think it's a choice, you know, decide, do you want to be busy and having all these things coming at you? Or do you want to dive deep and think about it? And I don't think dive deep, deep necessarily means, you know, read a 400 page book on, I don't know, trauma, being trauma informed and compassionate inquiry. It doesn't have to be that. Right. But, um, I, I do think that you can turn down the busy and you can turn down all those things being thrown at you and turn down the stress and the fear, right. By stopping, acknowledging that it's bothering you or something's eating at you. And I, I call it doing an inventory of the stories you're telling yourself, right? Or the stories you want to listen to, but um, decide, right? I think, I think feels like we're, feels like we should be, feels like we're entering an, an era of discernment, you know, uh, you kind of see it too in like long form podcasts and and the sort of the antithesis to t to TikTok, right? Somebody doing a three hour podcast, you're like, all right, well, they must be diving into it. So, yeah. Mm, so it kind of plays out professionally and personally, then, doesn't it? Here, because describing this again, it's that time of year where professionally teams are sitting around or if you're in a micro business, you're sitting there with yourself trying to figure out where are my priorities going to be for next year. If it's mm -hmm. a personal thing, it might be a house move or sure. it could be you're going to be, I don't know, taking that vacation that you've been longing for for years, but now is the right time and you've been saving, etc. So you're kind of going to really sort of double down on that. Mm -hmm. To me, though, there's one thing that kind of comes into this mix if we start to strip things out, either professionally or personally. It is this, and again, we're going back to social media again, I guess, the, the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Because if I start to say no to things or I start to say, no, I'm prioritizing this stuff, but the other stuff I'm just going to let go, mm -hmm. what if I get that wrong? What if I've chosen the wrong things? What if something actually that I've said no to is like really important or it comes to bear actually in a few months time and oh no, I didn't invest in that. I've left that in 2023. As we go into 2024, it became a thing right. and I ignored it. Right, right, right. There's a risk with all this stuff, isn't there? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Embrace it <laughs> is my, <laughs> right? Yes, there is a risk, but there's also an opportunity right? So if you are making some decisions and planning right now, and you do have this sort of fear of missing out, I would like to flip that for you and say, what are the possibilities of missing out, right? Because I think you and I spoke about it last time about this, this idea of your allocation of resources and how you 
how you how you fuel yourself, right? And and how full is your fuel tank? Where do you want to spend your fuel, right? Because you have a finite amount of it and and a finite amount of resources, or at least we we we, we tend to anyway. Uh, where do you want to where do you want to spend that, right? And and if you are spending it on worrying about missing out, ask yourself how much fuel is that worrying taking, right? And wouldn't it be more useful to spend that on unlimited or unleashed possibilities? That's kind of, you know, fear of missing out. Okay, what? So what? You missed something. But that might have given you an opportunity to see something else, see something new, try something different, expand your horizons, work on your mission, work on your purpose. So, um, yeah, clutching your purse on on that kind of stuff, I think, is it's it's a bit reductive. Um, sorry, maybe I, I might be I might be too forceful for your audience, but but. Um, Say it how it is, Colin. You know, what we does need, it matter? We need to hear this stuff if, right if now. You make, yeah. If you make a mistake, it's a learning tool, right? So I, mm. I also think, like, I also think we judge ourselves a lot, right? We, we, we judge ourselves in such a short time frame, you know? So you're planning January right now, or you're planning 2024, and, and you, you have to get this and this and this done by that, and these are your objectives and things like that. And if it doesn't happen in this sort of tightly quantified time frame, then we beat ourselves up. And I'm saying, chill out a little bit. We live in very complex times. You're making a judgment call that you actually really don't know, right? You don't know if what is happening to you right now or what just happened to you or what might happen to you in the months to come and the year ahead. If you judge it on such a short time scale, you know, you run the risk of misjudgment because there's that great Buddhist saying, right? That sometimes the 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 thing that you don't—I forget what the exact words are—but but you know, when you don't get what you want, it's the greatest thing that could have happened to you, right? So I'm like, chill out, don't be so judgmental on yourself, expand your time frame, and fear of missing out. Flip it to what are the possibilities? Right. That's so how. If, yeah. So, so if I kind of took this on board then started to do this. So I'm going mm -hmm. to think from a really practical sense here. And as sure. you know, I, I, I do play with these kind of things anyway. But let's yeah, just yeah, yeah. sort of theoretically, let's say I've not done this before and I, I'm coming to this and thinking, OK, this sounds really interesting. So mm -hmm. if I stop storytelling to myself, if mm -hmm. I stop um spending some of that energy mm -hmm. in kind of trying to figure stuff out um yeah. telling stories of the what if um the, the 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 maybe or start attending to some of the should items rather than the really must do items so all of those mm -hmm. things that are kind of yeah counterproductive should we say sure i'm kind of actually then if i if i take all those things out I'm kind of creating more energy in lots of ways, aren't I? Because I'm not spending it or wasting it. I'm almost leaving stuff in the tank that I can then use elsewhere. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. So the 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 trick to do if you are, um, you know, planning the year ahead and thinking of the 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 the, the future, 
Um, but there is an element of fear or fear of missing out or 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 some dis-ease or discomfort. What you want to do is do an inventory of all of those narratives and all of those stories. Like write them down on a piece of paper or two or however 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 much you need, but get them out of your head and get them onto a piece of paper. Okay. That's the first thing you want to do. Inventory. Okay. Because a lot of us go through the day. And what do we have? 70,000 thoughts go through our head a day, something crazy like that. A lot of us go through the day and, and we'll have those 70,000 thoughts, but we'll have them with, a, with, with no awareness, okay? So those thoughts and beliefs and stories and narratives go on all day long, right, in the back of your head. And they cloud your vision, they cloud your judgment, they cloud your decisions. So I, I think we spoke about it last time too. There's like this, it, it's like looking through opaque glasses, right? You're not seeing clearly because you've got a bunch of stories in your head. Now, so so what I'm saying is create an inventory of them, right? And then uh, as you look at them, right? You can go, go one at a time, just go through each one. That's why you don't, this is, I'm saying, we're saying this is kind of easy. You, you, know, you don't have to spend years and books and Tony Robbins and everybody else in the in the space. Acknowledge that something is not right. Do an inventory of the stories that are going on in your head. And then one by one, decide which ones are serving you. So which ones are filling your fuel tank, right? Because you might have some beliefs that are working for you. And, you know, fear, you don't, you don't, you want to eliminate fear from your life, right? Because fear is, is also an instinctual thing, fight or fight or flight. Or, you know, there's, there's times that it's useful, but, but acknowledge it, inventory it, and systematically go through and decide which one's serving you and which one's not. The, the, the ones that aren't serving you, those, the stories and the beliefs that aren't serving you, then the work to do is to really just go in and, 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 and understand the origin of them. Where are they coming from? Is it in the past? Most likely it is. Often it's small t childhood traumas or 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 things that have that, that have that have remained with you that you're holding on to. But if you can acknowledge and you can inventory and you can decide what is serving you and what is not, understand the origins of them, that should um that will, I've seen it. Um, that will give you that space, that freedom for 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 your fuel tank to use those fuel cells on, you know, your mission and your purpose and your possibilities and that sort of unlimitedness that, uh, that you and I have, have spoken about in the past. But, um, if you don't, it, all that, all that energy and thinking and thoughts and stories, they hold you down. It's like, it's like being chained, chained down. Right. So, yeah. So if, I'm doing this then. So if I buy into mm -hmm. this idea and just think, yep. oh, that would be nice. Mm -hmm. um, that would be really helpful. That'll give me some clarity. Mm -hmm. Do I begin with professionally or do I begin with personally or do I begin mm. with just what comes into my head first? Because some of these things could be little things that are kind of in the moment. So they're nagging at yep. me today, but they're yep. not what you might term strategic for my life or my work. So the mm. bigger kind of ticket stuff that has a bigger impact, it might not have cropped up over the last month or something, but it could be there's a looming kind of figure in the past that is huge. <laughs> But I actually get distracted by the little stuff that just, oh, he said or she said yesterday. And that kind of then 
distracts me? I mean, well, where do you begin? Do you begin with the big stuff or the urgent stuff? Or because it's complicated, isn't it? It's it 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 can be complicated. Um, I think you begin with whatever comes into your head first, right? Um, and get just get it out of your system, get it out of your head, get it onto paper where you can actually see it, right? And um, so there's a couple parts to your question. I think I think it's really difficult today to distinguish between personal and business, like or personal and professional, and and. That's why we also created whole human coaching. You know, I'm going to plug the coaching business because I don't think you can, I don't think you can divide those two things, you know, and I think that's probably one of the challenges and one of the problems with our present moment in, in time is that we, we've, we've, I don't know how we got here, but we tend to see those two as very divided. You know, this is my personal life and that's my professional life. And I'm saying, nah, they're one thing, right? It's you as a whole human. And the stories that you're telling yourself, they're going to cloud both of those things. I don't think you can really go to the office and say, I'm going to switch off this human and then I'm going to turn on this professional human and be a different person. That's not living in integrity. So that's a whole other topic that you and I can address um, in the, in the, in the spring, if you like. But um, so I wouldn't divide them and I would just start to document as much as possible right? Um, and not necessarily, don't even quantify the stories as big or large or small or challenging. Just get them out of your system, get them on, get them documented. Um, but there's something else about what you said that I think is interesting. And you mentioned distraction, right? In this process, oh my, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to do the, the thumbs up thing by mistake. Um, in the, in the process, you want to make sure that the distraction isn't a coping mechanism to keep you away from who you really are, right? Because in the world that we live in, distraction and attention deficit and, and ADHD and all these other things can be distractions and coping mechanisms to not confront the main story that you need to address. So, be careful about the distraction. I think that's a, that's a warning signal, right? Busy, 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 and distracted all of the time are warning signals that, or or a coping mechanism to keep you away from that essential narrative deconstruction that you want to be doing, right? Mm, that's good, and I, I can certainly relate to that. One of the words that I stripped out, I used it um, right at the start of this conversation, but intentionally, and it was very clearly <laughs> intentional when I used the word <laughs> busy. Um, and it's yeah. an interesting one because I've stripped that out of my narrative about three years mm. ago, decided it does not serve me as a word. It's a really unhelpful word. It kind of clouds the way that I'm positioning what I've got to do and what I've done. And it yep. just kind of makes me feel like I'm running around, not grounded, not really achieving anything, but being busy. And so I've <laughs> decided, actually, it's not a word. So I can say I'm full. I can say I'm back to back. And I often find myself saying that phrase. So sure. meetings are back to back or tasks are back to back or commitments sure. are, you know, full. Um, but I never use the word busy because I feel that that is something that is a word that means, well, one, I'm probably out of control 
with my situation. I'm being subservient mm-hmm. to a lot of noise, a lot of chaos, and it really is not me on peak performance. Sure. But also it doesn't feel right just from the internal use of that word, it just feels, oh, it's just too random energy, if I could call it that. I've never used that mm. phrase before, but do, do, am I making myself clear here that it kind of oh. just feels I'm not centered? Well, let's just say I'm not centered if I use the word busy because it really doesn't serve me. I mean, are there other words that you would identify that you can sort of say that some of your clients maybe use, or is it a similar kind of thing? Is this the problem? Is busyness the problem here? I think it is the problem. I, and I love that you're not using the word anymore, um, especially for your sort of own persona. I think it's precisely the problem. And specifically, it is our culture and our society, at least here in the West, for some reason, it's like become a badge of honor to be busy, right? Um, I mean, and WTF, like what, like how is, you know, it's not serving us. So, so, but what, what, what has been created is this myth that your self-worth is tied to how busy you are, right? So we have been led to believe that if you are busy, that's a good thing. Busy equals productive equals contributing to society, you know, has all those has a whole bunch of connotations, but I think, I think we should um, really be be you know start a movement to end busyness, right? Because you're you're totally right. I mean, it just it it a phone line should be busy, right? We should not be busy, and I agree. You know, it 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 means you're off center. It means you're off kilter. It means you're probably not nourishing your body or your mind or your soul and the people around you and and um not paying attention to them much like you know how we started our conversation about you know do you want to have a junk food or do you want to have real food right and um yeah busy busy i don't know when when did it become a badge of honor i'm not quite sure but um probably in the 80s when uh when where everybody was being a yuppie right um, mm-hmm. I think that's certainly when I first identified with it. It was one of you know the very early roles that I had in my career. I can remember. I won't mention the organisation because <laughs> they're a different style of organisation now, but they still sure. are there. Um, where people used to leave their jacket on the back of the chair. I'm sure you've um, had examples or heard these kinds of stories. But they used to leave the jacket on the back of the chair in the early part of the evening, so that any colleagues would think, "Oh, they're still somewhere in the office. They must be in a meeting." Um, <laughs> But the person had actually gone home um, and we were all doing it. I put my hands up and say, yeah. I did it too because if you hadn't left your jacket on the back of the chair, it was like, oh, he's gone. She's gone. I'm sorry. It was, it's frightening, really. We fell into doing that. Yes. Um, but there's all sorts of virtue signaling that goes on today, right, about in that same family of leaving your coat on the back of your chair to demonstrate what, Right to demonstrate that you are, I don't know, a good person, a productive person. We see that a lot with teams and, and leaders and, and people that I work with and we work with this, this, this incredible drive to, to sort of represent that you are busy and you are doing, and you, you know, 
uh, that that makes me laugh so much because I think I did the same thing. You know, leave your coat. You know, show that you're. You know, get to the office early or send that text at six a.m. or at nine p.m. or whatever. It's just. I, I think it's it. I think it represents an an, the, uh, an old era, a paradigm that we, you know, you and I and people like us should collectively try and end. Um, mm. And you know, when when my sort of more spiritual friends say, "Oh, we're you know we're entering the age of Aquarius," I'm like, "Great, good. It is time to reclaim your humanity. Time to reclaim who you really are. Time to time to I don't know." have your true colors shine as opposed to, you know, that kind of vacuous virtue signaling for what, you know, but I get it. Um, I get it. We, we, we live in a, in a, or we have lived in a culture that um, hasn't been conducive to humanity and mother nature and uh, you know, a lot of other things, which are again, Maybe that's a summer. That's a summer topic, but uh, I know we're, we're adding the topics up here, aren't we? Kind of, we're creating we a whole series of these. Damn, great. sorry about that. But, no, no, um, no. It's it's all for good. It's all for good. I mean, it, is it then that the whole thing here? I mean, again, looping back into you know the the point of the conversation is this kind mm. of reflection on the year, projection yep. into next year, just kind of yep. alignment and grounding and sort of settling in. Is it this more effective use of time then? I mean, this is a rhetorical question really is it a more effective use of time so if, if we don't want to be busy if we don't want to be committing to things that aren't serving us or those around us if we want to take a little bit more time for some quality reflection mm -hmm. it feels like time is the commodity here that we have to be very carefully protecting nurturing investing well so not even spending time doing things but investing our time doing things so that there's a return you know, key difference with that word. And again, that's another little word I've been playing with is I don't spend uh -huh. time on stuff, I invest time. I don't get it right all the time. And everybody listening mm -hmm. to this will know that, you know, they might have heard this a number of times and say, Neil, you've been talking about this for a while. You haven't really mm -hmm. mastered this, have you? And the honest truth is, no, I haven't. But I'm just conscious it's there. I know that there's something in this. What do, what do you think? Oh, 1000%. I think you know, we, I think we forget how precious life is and what a miracle it is that you and I are standing and breathing or sitting and breathing. Right. And, um, again, it's a little bit part of the, this myth that, that we may have been sold or this package that we might've been sold that, um, we're going to be around for a long time and you don't know that. And I think that, I think it's important to be grateful for every breath that you have because you might not have the next one. Right. And if you treat, and if you treat life like that, you know, gratitude for every breath, gratitude for waking up, gratitude for just the, being able to have a conversation like this. I mean, that is an incredible mathematical miracle. You know, you and I are specks of dust spinning around at 1600 kilometers an hour on a little rock, you know, going around a big shiny thing. And we thought we, and we know nothing about what's going on. So yeah. Um, time is in time and your health are such precious commodities. 
and our culture seems to have led us to believe that they're both taken for granted. And, uh, you know, and if you haven't mastered it, that doesn't matter. But your intention is that you want to um, make it precious as it is, you know, mm. time. Well, I was going to say, are we, are we tapping into something here then, Colin, that, again, some people listening to this will be, as we've said, you know, mm. planning and thinking about yep. next year. Are we yes. tapping into then a whole new currency for 2024? So rather than, okay, on my manifestation chart, I want mm -hmm. a new flashy car or I want mm -hmm. to make this number of dollars or I want sure. to do this or this or this. Are we tapping sure. into a whole different currency of, well, both, I guess, measures of success, but actually something that would be a, a life indicator, I guess, so that by the time we get to next year's review mm -hmm. point, we can mm -hmm. look back and say, that was a very different year. It had gratitude in it. I invested mm -hmm. my time. I did so few things, but those things that I did, wow, did they make a difference to me and those right. around me. And right. those become the things that we focus on in our, let's still use the word planning, mm -hmm. but it feels different, doesn't it? This is so much closer to home. It's internal. It's meaningful. It's purpose-driven. It's value-led. It's all mm -hmm. those things that we've been kind of, I guess, evangelizing over mm. the years. And yet it just feels, could this be that moment? Uh, uh, you know, if people are listening, I think, I think it may be that moment for them. Right. Um, it, you know, it, I think it requires you or or your listener asking, you know, what is the purpose of the, what is, and maybe that's a good thing to leave everybody with. Like, what is the, obviously it's important to have goals and objectives and ideas and ideals and where you want to get to. And, and I speak about that all the time. Like, where is the destination that you are creating, right? So that, I do believe that's important, but I think, I think what what your listeners might want to do is is ask themselves, is it the car, or the house, or the bag, or you know whatever you want to buy? What is the in underlying intention of that? Why do I need that? What is it specifically for? Right? It's not just to drive fast, right? It or to, you know, have a fancy piece of something on your body like like what is the real intention behind it right and um if you can answer that honestly to yourself and uh, you might make a different decision you might not right you may want you know a porsche and 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 because you love speed and adrenaline and the, 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 you love washing cars or whatever it doesn't matter right there's no judgment there but understand the essence of what you're looking for and I think if you can understand the essence of what you're looking for and the why underneath it, right? And then you match that up to something I I, I, I totally agree with you on is, is think about return on humanity. Think about return on life. Think about return on humans. Think about return on love. Think about return on community. Think about different ways to measure success. And I think that's the era that we are going into. Um you know, return on investment, return on equity, return on, those are all great, but they represent the past, right? And um, and the past over the last 70 years has been incredible. We've had the most abundant time in history, but it feels as though we, we are entering a new age 
of of measuring measuring differently i guess is what i would say so yeah ask yourself the why why do you need it what is it for what is it feeding again i always go back to this fuel cell and the energy and what is it you know what's it feeding right what is it giving you how are you how is it impacting the world right how is how are you know and, and your purpose and your mission here and um measure it differently you know i think i think we're ready for that new age sorry the pun on new age but the new era <laughs> mm. and, and it does feel like that doesn't it and i think i think if if somebody's listening to this and thinking oh i thought i had it all worked out what i was going to be doing next year and even if two or three little moments here have kind of help to stimulate maybe i just need to reshape it or just reflect on what i thought i wanted that kind of that deeper mm -hmm. why the reasoning behind the yes. targets the plans the roi yep. that you're looking for it's like yeah but why but why you know going mm -hmm. deep and really questioning that feels like a much more profound detailed but much more meaningful way of doing this because it is very easy just to do same again next year as we've done this year because it worked this year and almost that surface level reflection and then justification for yes i'll just do a bit more and i'll grow and i'll be more successful but actually what you've described there is something that i think for some people listening to this will have actually hit them both in the heart as well as the head and that, to me, that's when you know it's really working is because you can feel it. You're not just thinking mm -hmm. it. Right. That, that right. would be such a great way to move into next year, wouldn't it? Well, you know, I think we've seen enough of what, quote unquote, the old paradigm of success brought us, right? And abundance. And um you know, if we look at uh, if we look at mental health, if we look at illness, if we look at disease, if we look at loneliness, if we look at any of the um, markers of success, w the vast majority of people aren't aren't there. Um, and and I think I think it's because we were sold a bill of goods about quote unquote success that isn't healthy for us so yeah bring it on a new paradigm of success a new paradigm of living in this world right and um and you know truly participating in it right so you could sit back and say you know i'm gonna buy another lazy boy chair and you know make an addition to my house and um that might be enough and that's fine but if there's something inside of you that is niggling at you, it's time to listen. So, uh, and I think if, if anybody's on the other end listening to this podcast, they probably are going, okay, well, there's more, right? What is it? What, what, mm. what's going on? You know? Um, so yeah, dive deeper, dig deeper, ask yourself why, ask yourself the purpose of everything and make it all intentional. And then I think, I think if you can do that, um, and not just not just have another goal or another milestone 
for the wrong reasons or the old reasons or the, the, the reasons of the past paradigms, you know, 2024, new year, new start, new you make it impactful. Mm. And so somebody saying and thinking, yeah, I want this. I really want this. They will need some guidance. Probably they will need some coaching. They will need some sure. assistance and help. And I know a number of people reached out to you uh, last yep. time um, in September yep. as, as a result of our conversation. So I'm having a feeling here that you might get a little bit of an influx <laughs> of people saying, Colin, can you talk me through that a little bit again? How, yeah. how should they kind of make that connection with you? Where should they go? Do you know, I'm all over the map uh, on the internet. So uh, I'm on Instagram. You can find me there. You can find me at colinkingsmill.com. You can find me at wholehumancoaching.com. So um, I'm pretty easily findable in, in, the, in those spaces. And, you know, we can have a conversation online. We can have a conversation um, uh, any which way you like. But I... I love having these conversations with people. So, um, so yeah, let's uh, stay in touch. Brilliant. Again, Colin, I mean, you've absolutely <laughs> done. We, we set the target. Let's, let's see if we can make this as, as meaningful and as helpful to everyone as the last time. And I, I think we've gone beyond. Well, you've oh, good. I, good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm just here listening to your wisdom, and, and, so it's easy for me. And we, we're, we're, gonna, we're coming back in the spring and the summer too, right? I forgot to write we, down what we're coming we, back. We are indeed. I've got to listen back to this to find exactly what those <laughs> topics were. But some people will be noting this down and we will. We will, people. We will come back and uh, go That'd deeper on those topics. And it'd be very interesting to see actually how when we're practicing what we're preaching, how we feel about where we are at that point as well. So maybe we do a little review of how our journey is going actually as part oh, of for this, sure. because it is stuff that we're doing. We're not just talking this stuff. We're actually playing on this journey too, everyone. So I think that could be quite interesting in the spring. Yeah, I would love to, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in not just broadcasting. So, or, you know, pushing something out. So let's have, Let's have more conversations and and I'm an open book, as you know. I'll talk about anything. So <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, it's been yeah. so so good. Yeah, I always uh, love our conversations. So uh, yeah, and have a brilliant, brilliant start to 2024. This is pretty exciting. We are we are we're recording on the 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 solstice or the eve of the solstice. So um, yeah, impactful. It's great. It's great. It's all about the timing. It's all about investment of time. So we're going to go away and reflect and do our thing too now. So uh, yeah. I shall let you go, Colin, but okay. uh, we, we'll, we'll catch up again in the spring. Thank you so much again. Great. Yeah. Good to see you. Thanks, Neil.